Schon keine Karte. All right, Larry, you can get the mouth, but only Mike Dell gets my booty. Everybody, pile on into Mackie's Clubhouse. I'm King Shithead. I'm Larry. <laughs> Larry's my bottom bitch. <laughs> All right. Oh, I see. I see where you're going with that. Wow, you went real graphic in there, man. I, was, I wasn't right. ready for that. That was like a quick, just like a right hook to the jaw right off the bat. <laughs> this is a hooker episode, so you know they're gonna. there's going to be a lot of sexy talk. Oh, of course. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> now, I did want to address the elephant in the room real quick here. Um, you're possibly listening to this on a Monday, uh, and you're probably noticing that the episode length is hopefully, at least, much shorter than usual. Um, that is because <laughs> we're going to try something a little bit different uh, going forward here. We're still going to be talking about two episodes of The Shield every week, um, but we're going to do it in two separate episodes, basically. Uh, one coming out Monday and one coming out Wednesday. Uh, basically, the first episode of season three that we did last week ended up being so long. Like, the episode was like two and a half hours. <laughs> and we're like, well, we got to do something about this. So uh, so we're going to split it up into smaller chunks um, and just do one episode Monday and one episode on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So Which is... It's good, and you know, and and, and like you said, uh, if if you still want to wait till Wednesday morning and listen to the whole two hours, or hopefully less than that, they got to be shorter yeah. than this, Jake. That's the but, goal. Um, yeah, yeah. Or you can, you know, spread it out, huh? A little bit here, a little bit there. Summer tea. Fashion it out. Yeah. That's so whatever nice appetizer those days instead of a full course meal. Uh, by the way, I got a I got a text from Lance this morning. I can't I don't remember the exact text because I, I I can't find my phone. Um, but do you remember me talking about Bizarre the rapper? Oh, here here I find it. He says, "Wow, a Bizarre from D12 reference. Way to cater to your key demo. Also, you hate Bizarre." And I was like, "I do hate Bizarre, but I don't remember talking about Bizarre." Huh? Do you I remember talking remember about Bizarre at all? No. Hmm. Anyway. I don't know where where that would have come up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. It, it just goes to show, like, I have no idea what I'm saying most of the time. It's the first <laughs> thing that pops into my head is usually what comes out of my mouth, and then I move on. <laughs> That's all. That's the sign of a good podcast. Yes. Yeah, I already forget <laughs> my own shit. Um, I, by the way, I did listen to our Sleepaway Camp e- episode. Um, yeah, how was it? Yeah, it was good. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, I got to hear the theme song for like the Who Would They Be. That was the first time I heard it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We'll put that in and post. Yeah, it was good. I, I liked it. I'll tell you what, though. Scared the fuck out of me because <laughs> I was you listening. Come out to louder than the rest of it? Yes. Yeah. And I was at work, you know, <laughs> and I was just into my thing. That's deep into the podcast. And all of a sudden it was like, boom. And I was like, wow. And I like, I shook and shit. It was. It was pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, maybe I gotta tamp that down a little bit. That don't matter. Give it a right. It's, it's a sleep. It's a horror movie podcast. There's your jump scare. <laughs> yes, oh. I like it. I just, well, I just, I spoiled the ending. All right. Anyways, Jane. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into this episode. We're doing uh, season three, episode three, right here. Bottom bitch. Bottom bitch. <laughs> uh, Original air date 3-23-04, and directed by Scott Brazil, who also directed the second episode today. Oh. Yeah, so uh, 
happened. Clark right? Johnson did Clark the first. Johnson did the first two, and yeah. Yeah, Scott Brazil did the next two. All right, so it's good. There's a little. There's a good continuity in these two episodes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, this one was written by Scott Rosenbaum and Adam E. Fierro. Uh, this is another one written by two people, which they've been doing a lot this season so far. Um, but I guess Adam E. Fierro, I think this was his first episode that he had been a writer on. So maybe that's why they want to team him up with somebody who already Are you saying E. Fierro or E. period Fierro? Like he's got a middle initial. Yeah. E. period Fierro. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't know why he wanted to make sure that initial was out there, but I guess, I don't know if there's another Adam Fierro in the business. Oh, well, probably. probably <laughs> all right, so... <clears throat> all right, Jane, getting into this real quick. Uh, yeah. We find like we find out that something's wrong with the, the $20 bills and the money they stole. Like, the color's off, or what? what's going on? Yeah, this, this was uh, based on kind of a real-life thing going on at the time, where they had changed the 20. This was the first time they were adding all those colors and stuff, remember? Like, so it wasn't just plain green. It was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Was, they decided to actually work that into the storyline where they got to unload their 20s quicker because the, the old 20s are going to get phased out in the next year or so. So now they got to get rid of their 20s earlier than they were anticipating. Um, and I guess they actually filmed this episode a couple of months before those 20s hit the uh, like circulation. So they had like a special treasury guy come down who like kept the 20 in like a special briefcase and stuff like that and like what? watched it at all times. That's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. All so right. there's a lot of security around this 20 just to make sure that nobody got it ahead of time and was trying to counterfeit it. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is cool. But I mean, you know, what are you going to do with the one $20 bill? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, well, I guess they're um, afraid even if a picture of this gets out, you know, as soon as the thing comes out, they're going to start counterfeiting it. So we got to we don't want them counterfeiting it before they even, you know, get out to the public. I'll be honest with you, counterfeiting doesn't seem like it's worth the effort. Yeah, that's true. Because they hardly ever get away with it. You might get away with it for a couple times at, at a Walmart if you got small bills and it's a new cashier or whatever. But, you know, eventually you're going to get caught with it. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so we also meet the decoy squad here, Jank. Uh, yeah, they're, they're do you remember out. the decoy squad at all? I do kind of. I do okay. kind of. I'll tell you what. Larry likes Trish. I know that much. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, she was on uh, an episode of Pacific Blue. I saw. I oh, doing the research there. Even better. So, yeah. yep. Got to get that out there. Yes. Um. So yeah, there's uh there's a guy and there's two dudes and two women, right? Yep. So one the other dude we don't really see much. Uh, He's like until... the Ronnie, yeah, because I couldn't <laughs> yeah. even remember what he did but yeah he was there yeah, there's like the main dude who's like the leader he's Waylon. uh he's apparently a stinky motherfucker at least in this episode yeah where, uh, he's been playing homeless for a while and hasn't showered so he's also a dude it looks like oh i've seen him in 30 things but i don't i i can't name one of them right now yeah very yeah. true i yeah i don't know he's probably been in some shit he looks like somebody if he's not if it's not the same guy, he looks like somebody who is the dude I'm thinking of. Yeah. Like I can't, but anyway, remember if I only remember from this show or from other, a ton of other things. Exactly. 
But right off the bat, there, there's animosity between the decoy team and the strike team because they're like, yeah, uh, Claudette put them in the in the clubhouse. They're basically like, hey, you guys can share. And yeah. Vic's not having it. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is uh, our place. So now Claudette's uh, she's briefing the whole squad. She's kind of taken over a little bit. Uh, there's a prostitution ring they're running, trying to bust these hookers and shit. Yeah, they're trying to, I guess, bust everybody, like the Johns, the fucking hookers themselves. They're just Pimps. out there to send a message to the hookers, apparently. Like, I don't know why that, that's a priority one on her uh, hit list. Like, I mean, that, that's a crime you could probably let go. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But, I mean, it's also like, hey, if you need to, like, oh, we made 63 arrests, that's probably the easiest way to do it, though. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they're out there staking out the the hookers and shit, and T, you know, Tavon, he's out there, he's getting it done with this girl, and then like this other girl gets jumped by a gang of girls. I I don't know what the hell that was going on, but yeah, uh, very reminiscent of the story uh, of how Vic met Connie, which definitely comes into play, where she was getting beat up by some girls, I believe, for stealing Johns. Oh, okay, all right. See, I missed that. All right, so uh, we meet Spider-Man right here. I, I don't know her name, but I just know her as Peter's neighbor in Spider-Man. So yes. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. Yep. So she's a hooker. I think this Spider-Man's- came out before that, too. So when I saw Spider-Man 2 and saw her as like the neighbor, I'm like, oh, don't trust her. She's a dirty crack whore. <laughs> she's so good in this episode, though. She is. She is phenomenal in this episode, <laughs> She's like another smart mouth fucking hooker who she's looking for Vic to he she wants to be the new Connie. Like mm-hmm. I got Vic looking out for me and that kind of stuff. She's trying yeah, to He's like, not having it this time. No. He's like, nope. <laughs> From the get go. He he takes an instant dislike to her and doesn't want to work with her at all. Even though yeah. Claudette keeps making him and he's just like, I don't want this in my life anymore. I hear you. So he tells her, like, you know, nah, I don't think so. And then we get the theme song, six minutes, 42 seconds, Jake. That's a pretty, you know, pretty yeah. average one. We should also um, mention in this, uh, this time before, they kind of start this in the time before the credits, where uh, Shane and Mar are having a big fight. Uh, she apparently wanted to move in, and he's like, oh, maybe it's too soon for that. So they're, they're having a big fight. He doesn't show up for work because he's busy fighting with her. Um, and... Vic kind of has to make up an excuse for him, be like, "Oh yeah, his, his tires or uh, or his battery died yeah. in his car." And uh, Ronnie is also not there. Who they mentioned he is getting, he's talking to a plastic surgeon about his face. Oh yeah, that's why Ronnie's not there. He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, talking, yeah. But we, we mentioned Ronnie that Ronnie later. has had a beard this whole season. He's kind of covering it up with a beard, I guess. Yeah, I see that. So they don't have to put the makeup on them every day, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. Like, we barely use them. I don't want to fucking work on them for two hours in the chair. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So Shane does finally get to work, and Claudette's like, where you been? He's like, oh, my tire was flat. And she's like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. You guys are just fucking full of shit. So she, uh, she tells him, she tells Vic that, like, take that hooker, and work with her, getting this pimp and all that kind of stuff. And Vic's got a good line there, but I'll save that till later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So, 
Okay, so Aceveda starts interviewing some dude. I, I I just had a question mark down because I didn't know who the fuck this was till later on. Yeah, they don't mention it till later on at all. You're just like, why, why is he so interested in this? But apparently yeah. you find out later on he's the superintendent – or what is he, the superintendent of schools, I think? Yeah, I think that's what they say. Yeah, he's some kind of higher up in the school system. Um, they, they brought him in because he had basically propositioned Trish uh, with a whole bag full of sex toys. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, there's such a good line there. We'll see. Yeah, there's some great lines. Yes. Um <laughs> but yeah, so that that whole storyline's going on and it, it turns out that like oh, it, it gets complicated at the end because then Aceveda makes himself look good by calling in the press and shit, but then he kind of <laughs> frames it on Claudette, but then Claudette like I didn't, you know, it was you that fucking called the press, and he's like, you, you always were my best detective or whatever. Like, <laughs> so he, she, Claudette's great in this episode once again. She is, she yep. is so fucking awesome in this fucking episode. But anyway, yeah, Acevedo was kind of in a tough spot where he wants to protect this guy, and Machado's putting a lot of pressure on him to do so. But Acevedo kind of, you know, he's got Claudette on the other side who's not going to let this shit go. Yeah, she's like, oh, so I he kind of has to change things, yeah. and here you go already. <laughs> already yeah. back to business as usual right back into it already it's been 10 seconds <laughs> yeah so she's calling him out on his bullshit she's calling Vic out on his bullshit Shane everybody's getting it from Claudette in this one I love it <laughs> that is so good she's yeah. just like coming off the top rope on every cur- like turn here just like dropping bombs on people yeah so Dutch is on a case where he's got like this elderly woman who was raped and then the guy cuddled with her. Yeah. It's weird, right? It is very strange. Yes. <laughs> it's oh. uh, and, and we should mention this case does not get solved by the end of the episode. So uh, that's going to be an ongoing thing. This season is this guy's not going to stop. Oh, I see. All right. That's cool. I like that. Um, yeah. So Dutch gets a lead. Like he goes around asking people like questions at the apartment complex across the street or whatever. And then this woman's all like, uh, I don't know nothing. And then, and then later on she gets like, she comes in she's like, Oh, well, why don't you check and look, look for Paul. And he's like, why don't you just tell me that? And she's like, well, you didn't tell me anybody got raped. And he's like, and I'm thinking to myself, he said, did you see anything unusual? And this lady mm-hmm. says later on, well, I saw Paul looking into the fucking window. Well, to me, that's kind of unusual. <laughs> yep. If I saw that's somebody looking in my neighbor's window and then all of a sudden she was raped, I'd be like, hmm, I bet the person looking in the window might be the first one I want to talk to. Even if she just thought she got robbed, like still, this guy was looking in her window. Like that's right. somebody. That's how you rob somebody. You go through their window. Yeah. That's textbook rob. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Window first. She dropped the ball there. Yeah. What a bitch. Well, she, she pays She's for She's like, it. Paul Fetz is a sex offender. And Dutch is just like, yeah, there's like 34 sex offenders in your area. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she's all bitchy when she comes in. She's like, oh, why do I got to do all the leg work around here? And he's like, yeah, there's like 34 sex offenders around that building. So Dutch brings that dude in, and he starts interviewing this guy. Um, Claudette comes in, uh, they end up in the bathroom, him and Dutch, he's got to use oh, the bathroom, yeah. and then this guy just breaks down, he starts bawling, like, yeah, I did it, but he didn't do it. 
Yeah. Because Dutch is really coming after him hard, and he's just like, he, he knows about his past. And apparently this guy, Paul Fetz, had, like, broken into the house of some girl who was, like, paraplegic or something and just put his dick in her mouth, like, while she couldn't do anything. It's just, like, people who do that kind of stuff, like, they're always going to do it again. It's like, they're the moral compass is just broken and shit like that so yeah. he basically convinces he breaks this guy down to the point where he'll just admit to anything because he just thinks he's a terrible person and uh he's gonna do it again because now that's just put this in his mind so uh, what else do we got here we got uh danny's back in the mix now and her She's in there with Julian. Julian's in the in the break room with his partner Eddie or Billy or Jimmy or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name is, Tommy. And they're eating dinner, and Danny comes in. She's like, "Hey, I got this. You know, I was gonna look into this case, something about a camera or something." And Julian like can't be bothered with her. Mm-hmm. He's just too cool for school now at this point. <laughs> but then he tells but he her, like, "Yeah, like, yeah." He's like, "I'll get it for you." Yeah, I guess I'll help you. Yawn. But anyways. <laughs> So Vic's, Vic's wiring up Spider-Man. Like, they're putting a, a microphone on Spider-Man because um, she's going to try to get that pimp of hers to, like, admit to whatever. Him pimping, I guess. Well, yes. I think first they, they go to uh, they go to the, the house. He's basically running a whorehouse, essentially, uh, where he's got his bottom bitch, Coco, running the place. Uh, so they have Tavon and Shane go in. And they're going to try to be like oh, undercover, essentially. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is a good scene because, like, the yeah. two of them you just hate each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so them having to work together does not go very well. They're just taking shots at each other the whole time. Yes. But I love how Shane is just, like, they got Shane, like, all nerded up. Like, he's wearing khakis and <laughs> he's <just> talking all <laughs> super dorky. Yeah, I can't remember. He says something real stupid as they're walking up the stairs, and I was like, yeah. hey, "I'm gonna give you more than you bargained for." Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, it's awesome the way he does it though. Shane, Shane's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I forgot. So they so can't they bust in and raid that place, but uh, the Coco manages to flush the drugs. But they still get her on the prostitution stuff. But apparently the house was in her name, so they still don't have anything on the pimp smooth he's just kind of skating at this point so that's when they decide okay you gotta wear a wire and go go talk to him and we'll try to get some stuff on him and she wants to suck vic off she is so horny for vic so you know they're like uh you know they're getting ready shane shane's gotta leave he's got more fucking girl problems and shit or whatever (laughs) yeah um we get a good scene here where like trish comes in and she doesn't know she's like listen (laughs) Hey, Vic, like Vic's eating by himself in the break room and she comes in and she's like, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Aceveda seems like a boss. Claudette seems like a boss. I don't know who to fucking, you know, I don't know like which boss I'm supposed to like report to or whatever. And Vic tells her like, you know, you go with Aceveda. Now, do you think he's telling her that so that she will, because that's actually good advice or he's telling her that because that'll piss Claudette off, so Claudette will be more likely to fuck over the decoy squad. It could be a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Both. Because you know, <laughs> once again, if you you know, like like Vic says though, like well, he's going to be in city council. You know, if you know, if you buddy up with him or whatever, you know, who knows what could happen. You know, if you got definitely does make some sense. That's for yeah. Sure. I like Trish, man. <laughs> I do. Uh, take a run at spider-man 
before I hit Trish. So, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'd hit Trish first. But anyways, um, so then we get a scene, the next scene, where Vic flips the fuck out on Spider-Man. And I don't understand mm-hmm. why. Like, was this intentional, like, or did he spaz and then realize, oh, I have her at this point? I think this was actually intentional because she was trying to back out. She's like, I, I can't do it. Like, this isn't enough money. He's not going to fucking, you know, he's not going to believe this. I'm just going to go back to smooth. But Vic knows he has to complete this assignment. So, uh, and I think he basically is trying to replace her pimp, trying to be just as tough and badass as smooth normally is. So that basically he's her surrogate pimp, but she'll be more afraid of him than, he, than she is of smooth. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to decipher between whether he was trying to, like, oh, I'm going to be your pimp kind of mentality on this girl mm-hmm. so that she'll go do what he wants, or he was actually just pissed off thinking, like, you ain't going to fucking make me look like this in front of the people at the police department, make me look like a dick. Because he even says when she leaves, then he's like, I just saved your life. You watch. So I yeah. think he's doing, he was planned more so than it was just him completely snapping. But, yeah, he goes off on her and uh, puts his gun in her mouth like it's a dick and just, like, it gets weird. Yeah, it gets real weird. So they go in. Uh, he starts choking that bitch uh, smooth. He And so Vic and them go down. They get him. I don't know, like, what was going on? Like, she kicked his hand or something? I don't know what happened there. I looked away for a second. and it, um, I don't think we actually totally see, like, because it, it's mostly focusing on them in the car. And we just kind of hear what's going on via the wire, so we don't really see a whole lot other than they start getting in some kind of altercation. Okay, so maybe I didn't miss anything, and I just – maybe the way it shot, I was like, oh, I missed something. But rewind it on Hulu sometime, a pain of the ass. Um, yeah. So they, they take they take the dude back to the station or whatever, and Vic and her get into a big fight. Uh, it's pretty good, and he basically just throws her right out the fucking station. Um, but yeah, she's screaming about like, oh, you put a gun in my mouth and right in front of the like the bullpen, right yeah. by everybody. They're just all kind of looking like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, we get more shit with Danny and Julian. Who cares? Um, <laughs> we get a <laughs> we get a dick lineup with Dutch. Dutch has a <laughs> dick lineup. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love this. Yeah, he shows the old woman uh, like a bunch of pictures of dicks because that's all she could see. Basically, she, you know, he was wearing a mask, so all she saw was his dick, essentially. So he gives her a lineup of all these different dicks, yeah. and uh, to see if she picks Fats because he's starting to have doubts now. He's like, I don't think this guy did it. Like he, this guy, you know, did all this and didn't leave any evidence. Paul Fats is kind of a dummy, and it's just like, I don't think this guy did it at all. So he's uh, the old woman doesn't pick. Paul Paul Fetz. Claudette's like, oh, who did she pick? <laughs> just kind of looks sheepish. <laughs> it's like, well, nobody else would volunteer. <laughs> and then Claudette realizing she just looked at a picture of Dutch's dick, like, she's like, <laughs> oh my god, or whatever, and it's fucking hysterical, man. It's so good. The two of them are, are phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't tell get... you a look. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a good scene it really comes out of nowhere you know what i mean you're not yes. expecting it and it's just like it's only like you know a minute long it's very fucking funny though it's definitely um, something dutch would do yeah and then claudette seeing it um 
Shane, he's back with the bitch. The bitch is all bitching about everything. And then she's moving out and he's packing for her. But now she's pregnant and he's going to marry her. It's all fucking stupid. I can't stand yeah. this. Yeah. It's, it's overly dramatic. Yes. Where she could have just explained this to him that, oh, I'm pregnant. But instead yeah. she decides, oh, I'll just leave. That's a yeah. Yeah. He, well, she won't answer his calls all the whole show. He's just constantly, come on, baby, call me back, baby, or whatever. And it's just like, he's such a pansy, pussy-whipped ass in this episode. And it's he like, really is. She's always, like, pissed off. Like, does that lady ever smile? She's so miserable. At this point, yeah, she really is. Like, oh, I hate I, her. I've got to imagine she smiles again some point in the show, but it's going to be a while, probably. Like, oh, my God. It's mostly bitching. Vic is kind of stuck in the middle where he's like, oh, if they break up, this is good for me because she fucking sucks. But he's still trying to give him good advice. Does this this girl die? Uh, let's, we can't talk about that on here, I don't think. Oh, all right. All right, I'm hopeful. (laughs) But like, come on, dude. Tell me, like, we don't see her in season seven still. Uh, yes, she will still be around in season seven. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> We're with this girl the whole ride? Yep. Oh, my God. She's around for the long term. Wow, that's that's a kick in the Charlie Browns. Anyways. <laughs> She's um, easy on the eyes, though. Tough on the ears. Yeah. Ugh. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so Dutch gets a phone call from that Paul Fetz guy, the guy he was interrogating. Who yeah. basically is, it was like, I'm going to go rape that neighbor lady who was all <laughs> yes. concerned. <laughs> yes. Sorry, like, this is what I got to do. And Dutch is like, no, don't fucking do that. And he sends some cops to go stop him, and Julian ends up tackling him, like, while he's raping this woman. Yeah. So, yeah, Dutch fucked up pretty hard here. <laughs> he didn't, though, because if that if that lady, well, I guess, yeah, she still would have got it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess he did fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the fuck-ups of the episode. Aw. Uh, um, <laughs> so, Vic... He goes to see Spider-Man at the end of the episode. He just wants to talk to her because she was supposed to get on the bus and leave town after everything was done. So oh, she yeah. Didn't she, she, she was just a liar the whole time. Like, she was making up a story about her 13-year-old sister that smooth, like, got hooked on the on the drugs and started pimping her out and shit. But he's like, they looked into that. And he's like, no, you only have one sister who's, like, seven, lives in San Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're fucking yes. bullshit. So he, he basically... Tells her to like, you know, this is it, whatever. And she's like, I want 20 bucks. So he's like, he crumples a 20 and he throws it out the driver's side window <laughs> and he drives away. And it's pretty awesome. But I'm imagining yep. that's she, one she, of the, she, You see her going out into the street and picking it up. And <laughs> she's so I'm desperate for even just the 20 bucks. That's going to be one of the bills that pops up somewhere. Um, I think that was the new 20 that he was showing uh, Lem earlier. Ah, okay. So I think that's so it's not uh, even real. No, it's an it's new. It's it's new, but it's a twenty. It's real twenty. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Yep. So then Vic goes to uh. He goes Connie's. to the foster home. Yeah, where where they've got Connie's son. Brian. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he's just a real bitch to these people who. I mean, he, I guess he accuses them of skimming because they get $500 a head and they got, like, five foster kids. But it's not like they were living in a box. Like, he had Brian, like, caged up in the backyard or something like that. He was in a normal enough-looking house. He seemed to have a bunch of toys. 
Yeah, but the, I think the problem was it, it seemed kind of cluttered and dirty, and the the man and the woman were just sitting in the living room watching the TV while these kids are just running all over the house doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Like, hey, you want to bite on an electrical cord? I don't give a fuck. We're watching Wheel of Fortune down here. That's what I well, think. Well, it was a really good episode of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Three hots and a cot. That's what he says to him. Is that all these kids? Yeah. Get? And they're like, well, that, it's, that's all they need. <laughs> yeah. And uh, meanwhile, like uh, Shane's party's going on for his engagement, but Vic's not there because he's at this slumlord's house or, or not the foster care house. And uh, that's basically where the episode ends. He's like, I'll, I'll be back if the, you know, I'll be back to check on this kid. So you better not be fucking the dirtbag Wheel of Fortune watching pieces of shit that you are. So <laughs> I like the end of the uh, engagement party. Ronnie's like kind of there, but like you never see his face. No, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they actually get like Ronnie in the stairs or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you see Vic, and he's like, ah, uh, no, not really. Like you see like just his ear and stuff. Yeah. A little bit of beard. Is that something where they don't have to pay him for this episode because you never showed his face or something? Well, maybe. Like, yeah, it could be. Is this a contract thing? I just, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he was drunk. No, maybe. Yeah. Um. So for me, I give this episode eight and a half out of ten. Better than yeah. an eight, but not quite a nine, but very good. I agree. Very, very good. Um. But Danny and Julian stuff again, not not as great. Yeah, but especially when uh, they're like telling stories at the end. We didn't even talk about this word. Like, oh, Julian's actually like smiling for the first time ever on this show, oh. <laughs> and uh, having a good time with Tommy, and they're all laughing it up. And Danny just comes in like his mom, like, "Hey, Julian, you want to walk out?" He's like, "No, I'm fucking having a good time here." Yeah, get out of here, mom. <laughs> Hang with my friends. <laughs> embarrassing me. I'm playing. <laughs> Playing with my friends. Get out of here. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, Danny yeah. is like a home. God damn it. He really is. He's a grown-ass man. Yeah. I hear you. All right, so let's award this fuck. All right. Best quotes. That's uh, where we'll always start, I think. All right, you want to go first? I always go first. If you want to, like, get some... Because there's a lot of good ones in this episode, I think. There were a lot of good ones. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I liked when uh, Vic is like, I don't want to work with Farah. Like, she sucks. <laughs> She's a liar. And uh, Clyde's like, oh, well, then she'll fit in great with your team. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Burn. Burn. Like, Claudette, like, is kind of, seems like she's smelling out on the strike team a little bit. Like, she still doesn't like them, but she's, like, more playful with them now, I guess. A little bit. seething hatred. Like, it's... She's making cuts at him, but it's not as, like, a, you know, a shouting match kind of way like it was last season. No, but she's also in the position where, like, uh, I'm kind of your boss at this point, and I know yeah. you're full of shit, so you better just do what I need you to do. Winky, winky. Yeah, she's more playful with him. It's cat and mouse. She's definitely the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she knows. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Um... Speaking of Claudette, I liked when uh, when Vic is trying to – he's like, all right, I'll do this, but, you know, you have to give me my clubhouse back. And Claudette's just like, this isn't a barter. This is an assignment. Yes. Yeah. That's another – I had that written down too. She's just laying down the fucking law. Yeah. Um, huh, well, here's a good one is um, when him and Spider-Man start getting into it back at the uh, station house or whatever – Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like as he's like throwing her out the door, he's got her pinned up against the wall. And this girl's like, it's your fault. Connie's dead and all this kind of shit. She died because of you. And then Vic's like, no, you all find ways of killing yourselves. And then he like opens the door and shoves her out and he goes, go find yours. And he just shuts the door on her. And she's like, you're an asshole. It's awesome, though. That's like her main line. I counted. Apparently, she said asshole uh, five times. That's what I came Really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> an asshole count. I like you. I like you keeping an asshole count on an episode. Yeah, because I cool. noticed she said it a whole bunch. She keeps screaming, just asshole, or you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it I comes never, up a lot. I didn't notice it. All right, that's cool. There's five assholes and I think two shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> You never hear shithead anymore on anything. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm gonna try to. I'm bringing. I'm bringing shithead back. Shithead for life. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get t-shirts made. We should. Uh, I'm bringing. I think, by the way, back. I think Farah yeah. does come back once, like way later on. Okay. So we might see her again. Uh oh. Um, there's a great line where, uh, <laughs> so Aceveda is talking to the new girl about this, uh, Pete or whatever that guy's name was in the bag yeah, of sex. Javier, toys. Uh, Sanchez, I think. Yes. And the bag of sex toys he has. And then Vic walks in and he goes, ass invader. I've been looking for one of these all over Beverly Hills. But the way he says it, though, it's almost like Aceveda, but he says ass Veda. I've been looking, and it's awesome the way he does it because it's just a scene between Aceveda and this girl, and then Vic just pops in and says it, and it's like I think it's a double shot. It is so perfect because they even called him uh, Captain Ass Invader in like episode one or two of the whole, whole show. Yeah, very he early on. Giant looking sex toy thing. I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> Look at cactus. I've been looking all over Beverly Hills for one of these. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That's a good line. Um, oh, I love it. What else do I got here? Uh, oh, early on when uh, Claudette's telling these guys about the uh, the pl- prostitution ring that they're going to sting and shit. And she's like, oh, you know, I just heard from the DA's office. Members of your teams can now show your members to the girls <laughs> and everybody's like yeah woo, ah, high five i don't know it's weird i don't know <laughs> they're all so excited yeah i always lived <laughs> I, like, I always lived under the they umbrella can't touch. Of, they can just look it's like oh that doesn't sound that fun no yeah plus you know for me i'm a i'm a grower not a shower that's all I'm yeah saying. exactly um <laughs> there's nothing that's not going to win you any favors and then right before that line, when uh, uh, when they're all lining up, that that Vic says to the whatever that main decoy guy gay name is, Malloy or whatever his name was. Oh, Leyland. Yeah, I was close. Um, he's like, uh, oh, couldn't find the shower, and then he's like, yeah, I found it. And then like him and Shane or whatever look at each other, like because he still smells. I'm guessing. Yeah. But that guy's cool though, man. Like the decoy squad's kind of like the more laid back, fun version of the strike team. Yeah, very much so. They they seem very stress free and they all get along. I'm like <laughs> the strike yeah. team. Um, yes. This is kind of like. Did you ever watch Clerks the animated series? No, I never did. Oh, it's so good. Uh, like the first episode, uh, there's this character played by Alec Baldwin. 
Baldwin, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo, who comes in. He's like this big rich guy who's from from the town, and he he sets up a new convenience store, the Quicker Stop. <laughs> huh. So this reminded me of that competition where it's just like we got an even better team. So that that's what it is, huh? Like, it, yep. it's, so the, the, the Clerks the animated series. How long did that run? One season, seven. <laughs> only seasons? six six episodes. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I believe only two. One or two, I think, only actually aired on TV before they pulled the plug. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. Is it legitimately great, or is it just, you? if you're a huge Kevin Smith Clerks fan, it's great? I think it's legitimately great, even if you're, because it's not so much even the same type of humor as the Clerks movies. It's more cartoony. So if you like animated shows like The Simpsons or South Park or Family Guy, like I think you'd be into it. Yeah, see, I'm 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 kind of fading out of all that. Oh, yeah, I think now, I think you'd like it. Is it is it Kevin Smith and Jay Muse and Dante and Randall? Yep. It's all them original voices. It's not somebody that sounds Walt. Uh, I think yeah, I think Walt is in there. I know Steve Dave is for sure. Yeah, I think they both are actually. Uh, yeah. Huh? They, maybe I'll check it out. What's that? Three hours? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 great. Like the second episode, the second episode of the show is where like they get locked in a freezer and they start flashing back to their old episodes. But second episode, so it's just like flashing back to the first episode a bunch of times, and then they start flashing back like other times in their life, and it's it's all just hilarious. Uh-oh. I love it. There was an episode of Brady Bunch where uh, Bobby and Greg got locked in the freezer. And then Bobby was so small he could fit through the little window, and he saved the day. Because <laughs> the whole episode, he was sad about how small he was. But then it uh, paid off at the end being small. And he's like, oh, small people can do things too. <laughs> I love the Brady Bunch. All right, anyway. They got out of the freezer, and then they end up getting locked in the video store, and the AC breaks. So it's basically like a freezer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I'll check so it out. It's, it's got to be streaming somewhere, I'm sure. I I would think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. a classic. Uh, you got any um, more quotes? Let's see. <laughs> when the hooker is just like, well, Tavon asked the hooker, like, are you a cop? She's like, I am a cop. Here's my badge. And she pulls up her skirt. Oh, yeah. That was gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's like, she asked him, are you a cop? And he's like, do I look like a cop? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was great the way he said it. I don't know. Um, there's a line I don't know why I like this so much, but when uh when Farrah's given the money to to uh, smooth and he's just like, all right, now where's the scrub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to start yeah. saying that in my daily life. Yeah. Where's the, where's the scrub? scrub? I'm gonna start saying shithead. Um, <laughs> yeah. the only other line it's I wrote so down. Out. Oh, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. Oh, okay. The only other line I had written down was, you know, when uh, Claudette starts questioning Aceveda about why only 19 of the 20 Johns they arrested were booked or whatever. And he says, like, oh, I'm looking into this myself, you know, whatever. I want the facts of the case. And then she says, smells like the same cooking to me. I don't know. I just thought it was a good line there. Yeah. Yeah. She, Again, she, Claudette's she, killing it. Not putting <laughs> up with anybody's shit. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Uh, I like when Trish asked uh, Vic, you know, like, uh, can I get some advice? And he's like, yeah, I'd stick with the fishnets. A French maid's up. 
it might be a little much. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Trish. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I hope. I, I see they were only on, like, because I, I checked when I was looking at the credits for this episode. I think it only says, like, they were in may, maybe five or six episodes, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy them. Yeah, it seems like they were in more. I thought they were in most of the season, but maybe, maybe not. Yeah, all right. Um, I, I got just no see more like quotes. Uh, let's see, do I have anything else? I did kind of like, just, uh, I mean, it's not even that funny or anything, but when uh, when Bick is trying to give Shane, you know, advice on his love life, and Shane's just like, oh, this is the first girl I I've ever been with who's better than me, and he just immediately is just like, she's not better than you. Yeah. Like, he's just such a good friend. Like, <laughs> even though Shane's a, a fuck up. <laughs> well, he really he's hates like, that girl too, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he doesn't like that girl at all because she got mouthy with him. Yep, she's. They are not friends. <laughs> that's for sure. Vic doesn't like a mouthy woman. I've noticed. No. Yeah. <laughs> she's lucky she didn't get a gun in the mouth. That is true. <laughs> uh, all right let's uh let's do the Kristen bell for the best oh wait there's no, no no there's another great oh, line too there's one more there's one more great line um right at, at, towards the beginning when uh vic meets spider-man and she starts telling him like i knew connie i know what you did or whatever and she, you know she's in the cage or whatever and then, like he says, I'm not going to judge the life you chose, but I'm not going to get sucked into it either. It's just the way he yeah, says, yeah. you know, like me saying it right here, like it's not as great as it was coming from Vic, obviously. But it is, yeah, it, it brings it, a lot of gravity. Bald, it came equally as bald, but not as not as great. So, <laughs> but you were right, not doing trouble shuffle while you read that line. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so best guest star, Kristen Bell Award. Yeah. Who, who do you got? Uh, I went with Magina Chova, I guess is how you say that. I don't know. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I went with Spider-Man, too. I, I also went with Spider-Man. Yeah. I was going to go with Trish, but she's in more episodes. So I, I was like, oh, I can't go with Trish. So I went with uh, yeah, I went with Spider-Man. Yeah, she's really good. Like, she's a, quite the character. Yeah. Uh, and definitely a better looking hooker than connie was <laughs> although much more annoying somehow like connie um, was annoying but at least she had some good qualities <laughs> that girl she was in something else too i remember she popped up in something i want to say it was a sitcom episode but i don't remember hmm. no. Patricia. anyways um so yeah we both go with spider-man because duh yeah She's pretty she's awesome. Good at saying asshole. <laughs> she's so she's so like aggravated in this episode. She's very grouchy. Yeah, that's for sure. Very she is all over the map. Yes. I can see why Vic's like, nope, <laughs> I want no part of this. She kind of reminds me of like European Kristen Shawl, if that makes sense to you. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Eastern European. I don't know. Um, it was weird seeing her in Spider-Man 2 back in the day after seeing this and just being like, oh, like she's so nice and sweet here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not calling Peter an asshole. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, she's old, too. Like, not old, but, I mean, she's like 40. Now? Or when this <laughs> show took now, place? Now, now, now. I was now. like, damn, she looked good for 40. 
No, yeah. I mean she's still, you know, she's all, she looks young. Is what I'm getting at. Dang. Yeah. That's good. She wasn't on Pack Blue, but she was on NYPD Blue, so that's oh, I almost. Almost, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Uh, MVP of the episode. Who do you got? Claudette. Beep, beep, beep. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She was just so good. Yeah. Her reaction to the penis lineup and just her making fun of everybody and <laughs> not taking anyone's shit. It's yeah. pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> I highly enjoyed her. Yes. All right. Well, um, the Vendrell Cup for the biggest fuck up of the episode. I went with Shane Vendrell <laughs> with all this bullshit with his fucking woman and shit. He's causing problems. Yeah, that's for sure. He was my runner-up. He's definitely a big fuck-up. I mean, he just doesn't show up for work several times and just like, I need a personal day, and just ducks out. Like, yeah. This is their first day of, you know, Claudette being the boss, and he's already, like, flaking and shit. Over, like, you know, like, don't they say they've only been together a month or two? Yeah, I think it was two months. And he's already, like, all worked up, missing work and shit over this girl in two months? It's weird. Although, I be, I mean, I know how that feels. <laughs> We're just like, I can't think about anything else right now. Yeah, I guess. It just seems like if you're already that screamy at each other like a month into it, like just yeah. it ain't going to work out for you guys. Not a good sign. No. I want to say she gets killed. I almost remember it. I don't know. Anyways. We'll find uh, out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went with Dutch uh, because Shane, sure, he fucked up, but he didn't get a woman raped, so... That's true. Yeah. That is true. The, the stakes were a lot higher on Dutch's fuck up. Um, I mean, basically that guy had, you know, he'd been good for a long time and wasn't planning to actually rape anyone, but Dutch kind of broke his brain. Yeah, because Dutch told him, once, oh, once your moral compass is broke, it's broke. That's yep. it. So you're always going to be a deviant if you're a deviant. So, yeah, at that point, he just kind of gave up and was like, all right, I guess I'm going to yeah. do this. Angry, yeah. But I guess uh, I don't know if he called Dutch if he was actually doing this just so he could go to jail so that he wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't do this anymore. Uh, it kind of seemed like he wanted. That's why he confessed in the first place was so that he could go to jail and, you know, he wouldn't have to have to deal with this anymore. It, that's possible. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. All right. Um, All right, we got the uh, the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode. I went with Shane Vendrell again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about this old lady and her fucking problems. I mean, I get it. Yeah. She's pregnant. At least she had that one redeeming scene with the, uh, with the khakis. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Even still, though. Yeah. Um, I had a couple things here. Uh... The biggest one, I think, for me was that scene with Cassidy, where it's just like, oh, oh, God, this is a reason to not have children, where she's just like, she's out with her dad for the night and just, just all of a sudden wants to go home. And then as soon as they get home, she's like, I want daddy. Like, you just had it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to be there. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. It's completely it's irrational. Weird, it's a weird, it's an odd scene. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know if kids really do that, because I don't have kids. Um, yeah. but, I don't like know. That's the kind of thing kids would do, or they're just uh, right. completely illogical. 
Because, right. you know, my parents divorced and I was just kind of like, hey, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, the world don't move. All right. So where are we at here, Jank? Uh, let's see. Oh, I think I had just one other thing I wanted to mention on the worst part of the episode. There's one line that felt weird to me when uh, Trish and Vic are having their scene in the break room. And uh, she was asking, like, oh, you like Chinese? And she says, I'll take you to Chinese sometime, <laughs> which just seems like a weird way to phrase it. Um, I've heard I've heard people use I'd say that expression, too. I don't agree with it, but I have heard it before. OK. Yes. I mean, it's a regional thing. Some people have picked up on or something. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Or, I, I you know, do you want to go to Chinese tonight? I've heard that, too. <laughs> That's not a place. I know. <laughs> but it just is. Yeah. By the way, I love Chinese food. <laughs> I do. So does Vic, apparently. He's pounding that. Put it in their way. Yeah, he... business. There's even, like, one little scene in there where, like, you, you hear him swallow pretty loudly, and it's like, God damn, Vic, you were going to town on that, whatever it was. I don't know, pea pods, rice? I couldn't tell what he was eating, but I wanted some, whatever it was. Hell yeah. Um... All right. Well, uh, I guess for the uh, the casting things in this new format, I figure we'll do the uh, the Big Brother uh, recasting things on Monday's episode. All right. And then we'll do the 80s movies thing on the Wednesday episode. Fair enough. All right. So let's get into some Big Brother casting for this week, where we take people that were on Big Brother and try to figure out who they would be on The Shield. <laughs> who they would play if they were all having a big play of episode reenactments. The Shield was dope. I uh, I'm I, I'm a few episodes behind on the current season of Big Brother, uh, so I don't know. You still watching Jank? Yep. Oh yeah. All, right. All over. All right. Apparently, there was more yelling again. Somebody was yelling over the fence again. Oh, because apparently the first time somebody yelled over the fence, apparently Evil Dick had something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he did this one too. He didn't like. From what I read on Twitter, he didn't like. He didn't ask this person to do it. That person was out there, and they tweeted to him, hey, I'm outside with a megaphone. What should I say? And then he's like, oh, why don't you say this? And I can't remember what it was, though. I love it. Dick's uh, it was, great. Yeah, Dick is great. Do you, what, what, what did the girl yell the first time? Do you remember? I thought it was just fuck Nicole the first time. But then oh, yeah. apparently now someone has yelled, like, Cody and Nicole are running this whole thing or something like that. And so it seems like people are actually catching on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird because everybody's still mad at Dan and Derek. I don't know. Yeah, which is weird that, I mean, why, I don't know why they wouldn't get allowed in because they were pre-gaming. It was that whole, in the first All-Stars, there was a whole Mr. and Mrs. Smith alliance that Jace and Diane had. Like, they set that up ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> they full-on admitted it on the show. All right, so you go first. You you pick somebody like either we're doing Dutch and Claudette this week, so you pick yeah. where you want to start and you you say the first name. All right, let's do uh, let's do Dutch. All right. Um, I my big cho- choice for this one, I would say I'm gonna go with James 
uh, from BB6 and All-Stars, first All-Stars, James Ryan. Yeah, I, I, I could see <laughs> that. I Yeah, I, I gave that consideration. He does yep. have that arrogance about him. Oh, that's for sure. And he's like always... He never really fit in, even when he was like part of those alliances. It was like he was too cool to be there, and he's just like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. And he was just like never really totally fit in, which is very Dutch to me. Yeah. Well, I went the same route, not the same person though. Like somebody who was kind of holier than thou, uh, always thought smarter than the rest. I went on Big Brother season three, Jerry. Do you remember Jerry, the fatter, older guy, and him and Marcellus had a thing, and oh, God, he was so sanctimonious and shit on there, and <laughs> he was just annoying. So I was like, yeah, I could see Dutch being that, you know, let he who cast the first, you know, he gets into this whole fucking thing at one point. Oh, on no. Yeah, I, Jerry sucks. <laughs> Have you seen three? Sounds awful. No. Really? Three's nope. good. Three's very solid, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching five now. That'll be the earliest one I've seen. How, how far into five are you at this point? Um, I think I'm about two weeks in. Oh, okay. You still you still liking it? Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Have you have you met the, the like Have you seen the the twist yet? Have you? Are they? I think they're the, the uh, twist. The twin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. They just started doing that a little bit ago. Yeah. So many twins in this house, apparently. There are, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Diane's a twin, and Drew's yep. a twin, and the, then there's Adria and... Uh, Natalie, I think? Natalie, yeah, that's her name, Natalie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that season's so good, though. I love it. I haven't watched yeah, I like five it so in a while. Hard. Yeah, I haven't watched five in a while. All right, so who, who you guys, anybody else for Dutch? Um, I was thinking maybe, just because they look a lot like Eric from BB-8. <laughs> yeah all right uh i could see that maybe his looks wise go like yep. a younger dutch i like eric though but apparently he's weird or something too i don't know what the fuck happened he oh, got creepy or something i don't know yeah that's what sucks is like you go back and you look at these old seasons and you're like oh what are these people up to now it's like oh that's horrible. yeah depressing. <laughs> yeah i hear you but I, I did like Eric. I like I like that season a lot, season eight. So yeah, I went yeah. with season eight person as well. I went with Zach because you remember at the end Zach thought he was all that shit, and he's like, I'm gonna be the muscle that gets the Donatos out of this house, and then they just turned around and kicked <laughs> his ass right the fuck out of the house. Yep. That's that's Dutch right there. Like, yeah, you're a badass, but get the fuck out of here, you jackass. Like, you ain't nothing. <laughs> I don't know. So he he's Zach. I wrote down Zach. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Zach was also like little Schwarzenegger, too. He looked like Arnold. I'd be <laughs> back. That's what he looked like. Um, oh, yeah. He totally does. You got anybody else for Dutch? Um, Not really. I was thinking maybe Kevin from, uh, you know, BB19. Your favorite Kevin. Oh, Goomba Kevin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I could see that. Uh, I wrote the only one I wrote down was Howie, just because I could see Dutch masturbating in weird places all day and all night long. He seemed like a creepy guy to be jerking off everywhere. He could also be Jack. Remember Jack from season 
four. Oh, you didn't see season four. All right. Nope. Jack, there was a guy named Jack on there. He was a cool dude. Like, he was just an older, like, FBI guy. He was like, I, I don't know oh, if he was. Well. Yeah. And he, he was cool. Uh, so he could be that. He could be Jack, I guess. But I don't know. He, he He's not as cool as Jack. Jack was pretty laid back. And like <laughs> um, Jack's definitely got cooler hair. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I think Jack was thinning out. He was, you know. Yeah, like, it's, was, uh, it's, it's receded, like, past his ankles, basically. <laughs> but he's still rocking it in the back. <laughs> well, you got you to gotta keep the dream alive, Jake. All right, Claudette. Yeah, let that go. Uh, yeah, Claudette, why don't you go first? I only have one. I don't know about you. I went with Dave on. Yep. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> they look uh, quite a bit alike. Yeah, they do look alike. And they kind of... Similar hair. Both kind of got the same kind of attitude and stuff. Yep. I also went with Remy. You remember Remy from season 10? Like that uh, lady from New Orleans who gets into it with Jesse, the bodybuilder guy? Yes. I yeah. I remember that. I could see her, too, like, because she was sassy and shit, too. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. She's kind of an older lady. Yeah, she was older. Claudette's yeah. no young spring chicken. No, no, she's not. <laughs> she, yeah, so, all right, well, we both agree on that one, then. That was quick. <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> on the same page there. All, all right. right, well, I guess that is it for the, uh, the our first Monday episode. Hey, we'll Monday! You <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> on Wednesday. Until then, bye, motherfuckers. Bye, motherfuckers. Thank you.